Hi, you're listening to my mom, Cat Lee, on the Inspire to Action podcast. Hey, can I listen to it? Hey, this is Cat Lee, and you are listening to the Inspire to Action podcast, where moms are always a big deal. Now, when I go and speak places, I often share the story of how I, I, I want to challenge moms when they're feeling discouraged, when they feel like what they do doesn't matter. I want you to look at yourself the way your kids see you. To your kids, you are a superhero. You can get the straw into the Capri Sun without squirting it all over yourself. You can get those itty-bitty flat Lego pieces apart. It might take a while, but you can do it, and it's amazing to them. You are a rock star in your ponytail and your sweat. You are beautiful and the most beautiful woman to them. And when you go pick up your kids from school or from Sunday school, the minute they see you and they scream, Mom! I mean, that is a better reception than Taylor Swift or Justin Bieber or any rock star is ever going to have. You are amazing to your children. You are a big deal. And that's why I, I say that, because it is true. It might not be something that, that there might not be red carpets at the grocery store for you. You might not get to wear a ball gown at some giant award ceremony, but what you do each and every day matters in the kingdom of God. And I believe that when you get down on your knees and pray for your kids, that just heaven erupts. They're like, yeah, go you. You're awesome. Thank you for doing that. So thank you for loving your children well. Thank you for taking the time to listen to a podcast where I want to do my best to help you become the mom that God made you to be. You matter and what you do matters. Whether anyone applauds you or anyone sees, God sees and you matter. So that would be the longest intro in the history of the Inspired to Action podcast, but I want to make sure that you hear that and that you are reminded of that day in and day out. Thank you for what you do and for who you are. And thank you just for listening to this podcast. I know that there are tons of things that you could do with your time. You are busy and you do tons of stuff. And I just thank you for taking the time out to listen to this podcast and hopefully to be encouraged and challenged. And uh, today we are chatting with a new friend of mine, but a fun new friend. Her name is Jen Stanbro. And I met her because she sent me an email and said, hey, I wrote this song during the Hello Mornings Challenge, and I wanted you to hear it. And I'll tell you a little bit about that story, but just to give you a hint, I didn't really pay attention to it at first, which is terrible because I thought it was just going to be awkward because it wasn't going to be good, or so I thought. And then I listened to it, and I was literally blown away. And it is a song that I listen to every morning now. I love it. And my kids walk around the house singing it all the time. It's amazing. You know, as as moms, I know that there are a lot of you out there who have some talent that maybe nobody knows about. And this was, you know, this was Jen. She is a mom and she was a teacher. And then she just came out with this amazing song. And she's been a musician, but you'll hear the whole story. And it's really, it's really fun. But I know that you guys have dreams and there are things that you are skilled at in ways that you can bless people. And so this whole show is really about how we as moms can still cultivate our gifts and our talents in the midst of motherhood, how we can uh, kind of evaluate whether it's a season in which we should follow those dreams or a season in which we just need to plant them and water them. So I know you're going to love this episode, but first I just wanted to give you a little snippet. I didn't want to make you wait the whole 30 minutes before you hear what Jen sounds like. So I just thought I'd give you a little snippet of her song. It's called God Day. She wrote it during the Hello Mornings Challenge, and uh, you can get it on iTunes. I'll have a link in the show notes. It's great. Check it out. This time for you I bow before the throne Of a noble king And in this place My heart begins to sing It's gonna be a God day A God day filled with His grace His grace and sweet new mercy 
that day. What? Can you imagine just getting that email and hearing that song? That was amazing. You're probably so annoyed with my what after that beautiful music. Yeah, sorry about that. Uh, so let's anyway, let's dive into this interview with Jen. She she is a woman of God and she has some fantastic wisdom for you. And I know you're going to love it. So let's jump right into that interview with Jen. Hey, Jen, how are you? Hi, I'm good. How are you? I am doing well. It is. And I, everybody listening is probably like, I know what she's going to say. She's going to say, hi, how are you? And then she's going to talk about the weather in Texas, because I seem to start off every single episode asking my guests what the weather's like. I need to be a little bit more creative. <laughs> um, but today in Texas, it's actually an absolutely brilliantly perfect weather day. I think the high is like 71 or something. So I was just outside right now. And literally, I really don't think it could be any more gorgeous. It was like California weather, which I just think to be like the pinnacle of outdoor weather, at least for the two times that I've ever been in California. Oh, um, and you are in <laughs> New York. New York. And the weather is uh, cloudy, 45 degrees and raining. Awesome. <laughs> Yeah. Well, you know, I used to love that weather. I used to think that would be that that's just really fun, cozy weather. But now that I have my dog, I hate rainy days because he hates rain and he will not go outside even to do the things that dogs need to do outside. And so I have extra cleanup duties inside. So now every time I look at the forecast and I see that there's rain in the forecast, I'm like, no. So... Um. Every yeah. once in a while, it's cozy, but yeah, I'm the same way. I loved some of the the more, um, you know, the rainy days, and even the winter used to be my favorite, and now that I have children that have to be bundled up, oh, and yeah. also a, a dog that comes in wet and, you know, muddy, I'm the same way. I'm like, just give me my nice weather. <laughs> okay, so tell me, um, <laughs> okay, tell me about your dog. What kind of dog do you have, and how old is he or she? Um, I have a Sheltie. Okay. His name is Koda. Coda, yeah. nice. Yeah, for like twofold funny reasons. I'm a musician and coda is a musical term. Mm -hmm. And also I was um I'm an American Sign Language teacher and Coda is an organization of children of deaf adults. It's an acronym. Oh. <laughs> so my my dog is kind of he gets the, the geek of me on both sides <laughs> of the spectrum. Um so yeah, he's awesome. He's super smart and wonderful with my kids and we love him. How old is he? Oh, he, let's see, he's six, I believe. Okay. And how old is he when you got him? So he was eight weeks old when we got him. Oh, boy. Was that, yeah. how, how was that? I promise everybody listening, this is not going to turn into a puppy podcast. <laughs> I just use these as counseling sessions through this puppy phase. <laughs> I love it. So, okay, no, so how, how um, was it crazy, this, or do you hardly even remember way back then? Um, no, we, we were super conscientious. Um, I'm kind of a big Caesar Milan fan, mm. um, dog whisperer mm -hmm. and his stuff just was so compelling the way he could take these traumatized dogs and in like 10 minutes, like just change them. Um, and so I thought, boy, if we could start this guy off with the right, you know, giving him what he needs then he'll be what we need. And this can just be a mutually awesome relationship. So when we got him and he was a puppy, I was just all over every bit of it, you know, just making sure that we had our ducks in a row. And I mean, the results have been wonderful. So oh, loved getting him young and you know, did everything. Awesome. <laughs> step step. Well, I'll, I'll move on from the puppy topic, but we'll have to talk about that sometime. Um, okay. So, so for everybody listening, I want you to tell us a little bit about. So, well, actually, first, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell them a little bit about you. I may have done this in the intro before we started, but I'm gonna do it again because. So, a while back, I get an email uh, from a girl named Jen, and it says, "Hey, I wrote this music. It was inspired during the Hello Mornings challenge, and I thought you might like to listen to it." And so, I opened up the email, and I had to click a couple things, and I think it was a busy morning, and so I kind of just like, "Oh, what a sweet little thing," you know maybe she's probably not really a songwriter and she just kind of randomly wrote this song and it's probably just 
fine. And it's going to be kind of awkward because I'm going to listen to it and my somewhat high musical standards, it won't quite meet up to. And I'll have to send an awkward email. So I kind of just let it fly through my inbox. Mm -hmm. So anyway, fast forward, she sends another email. And this time it has a YouTube link in it. So for all you musicians out there, send people YouTube links because it's so easy to just click play and listen to it. So she sends this YouTube link and I I click on it a little hesitantly because I'm afraid it's going to be awkward. And and then that was a morning that I woke up at 5 a.m. to get a whole bunch of extra work done. I'm so sorry. No, no, it was so (laughs) worth it. And so I click on this link and literally I think my jaw dropped to the floor because... I mean, not so these are the things that I care about when I listen to music. I like really good musical production. So I don't like when it's super busy. I like kind of organic um, production. And then I I just like it when somebody has a really unique voice. And so I was listening. And first it started off with the guitar. And I was like, wow, that's really good guitar playing. That's a really good intro. And then she started singing. What? That was Shane Bernard. Shane. Well, and he can kind of play the guitar a little bit. (laughs) And so, and then she started singing and I was like, wow. And so then I think I pretty much spent the next hour and a half that I had before I had to get my kids up, listening to it, downloading her album, listening through the whole album, looking her up on Google and anywhere else I could find it, reading through her website. So I'm super excited to have her on the podcast today. And um, hopefully in the intro, I shared a little bit of one of her songs, but anyway, So that's my intro to you guys. But now I want Jen to share a little bit of her story. First, Jen, I want you to share your your motherhood story. So um, I think it's awesome that you're doing all this in the midst of motherhood. And I'd love to know kind of where you're coming from with that. So tell us a little bit about your you and your your family and your motherhood story. Okay. so um, I have two kids. I have a little girl, Jenna Lynn, who is uh, four and a half. And a little boy, James, who is going to be three very shortly. Um, And let's see. They are my world. I love them so much. Um, And our house is just fun. Um, We we love to dance. We love to get messy with paint and Play-Doh and do crazy things. Um, I try to have structure. It doesn't usually go well. Um, <laughs> and that's okay. Um, but I'm I'm a big hands-on kind of person in general. So like even when I was teaching full-time before I had kids, I taught high school American Sign Language was one of the things I taught. And it was funny because, you know, in the staff meetings, we'd be encouraged to use all this new technology that's available for teachers. And I would just kind of be like, you know what, though, I'm teaching physical descriptions and I'd rather play guess who and use Mr. Potato Heads. (laughs) And I'm teaching how to give directions and I'd rather build really cool floor plans with Legos for my ninth through 12th graders. Um, And they loved it. And so once I became a mom, it was like I just couldn't wait to see what I could get my kids into and get them excited about. Um, And so that's kind of where I was at when all of this music stuff happened. I love being home. I love um, Pinterest and several mom blogs that just offer all these creative ideas. Um, I don't have a ton of creative ideas myself, but if someone will make a little suggestion, it's usually all I need. And I'm like, oh, okay, I have, let's see, (laughs) pipe cleaners and I have glitter and we can do that. Um, So I was very content doing that, um, loving where God had us. Um, my husband, by God's grace, uh, works hard and I'm able to be home with the kids and, um, and lead worship at our church. He plays guitar and I sing, um, and occasionally play keys, but not really unless it's an emergency. Um, and so just coasting along and enjoying, enjoying that role, you know, that wonderful motherhood role and just so blessed. And so you, um, so tell me if it started before this, uh, but so you, you've always been writing songs and then you attended a Shane and Shane concert. Yeah. What, what happened there? Okay. So yeah, I write music. It's definitely not really a good fit for congregational music in church, um, style wise. So it often just 
has sat in a folder. I mean, all the way back from probably 1999 was um, the first song that I would consider recording. Everything before that was just funny, but um, but something that I actually would consider laying down. And one of the songs on the CD is from 1999. Um, and uh, and yeah, so been sitting in a folder and not really pursuing anything. Um, went to this Shane and Shane concert and um, had spent like four hours with them earlier in the day. And just fun, definitely felt silly saying anything about myself whatsoever. So we just hung out and enjoyed, and it was great. Um, they borrowed our Jeep to go to Walmart, which was funny. Um, and, uh, and then at the end of the night, they had just poured out you know, their hearts before the Lord and before all of us and ministered so beautifully. They were exhausted. And I was talking to one of the um, guys who had played in the band that opened for them. And he was sharing just how simple the process was that they came to be touring. It was like, you know, well, uh, we submitted our music to their studio, which I didn't know they had, um, and they liked it. And then we recorded and they liked what they heard. And then they invited us to come on tour. And I right then felt this very crazy um, God voice kind of leading like I've never, ever felt before, honestly almost like a hand on my back, but spiritually, Mm -hmm. like pushing me saying, this connection is of me. Don't let them leave until you pursue it. And I was like, what? (laughs) It's like late. And I was with them for four hours and they're going to think, what? She could have said this at any point. Now we just want to go to sleep and she's going to keep us. (laughs) Um, So after all that time, I waited in the autograph line and just stood there for like 15 minutes to talk to them again. Um, and just said, I have some material sitting in a folder. If you have a couple minutes, it would just be such a blessing if you would hear it and just tell me what you think. If not, that's okay. <laughs> um, and they were so, so gracious. Um, were you totally of, nervous asking them? Oh, beyond. I was so far outside my comfort zone, um, which I think is such a testament to how strong the leading was. Mm-hmm. Because I really was just not interested whatsoever. I'm like, can I just put my coat on and go home, <laughs> please? Um, but it was it was really crazy. So um, I felt super compelled. So we went to the back. I played in the choir room a song, Real With You, actually, the title song. Um, and it was met with just super gracious um, feedback and an invitation, you know, come on down, we have this studio, and, you know, here's the producer, I got introduced to Travis Brockway, who is absolutely brilliant, and beautifully humble, and loves Jesus, Um, and that's sort of what started everything, was this invitation, and then off they went, and um, I was kind of befuddled, I was like, okay, (laughs) what do I do with this, this is really nice, but Lord, my husband has a full-time job, I am a full-time mom, and I just, honestly, at first, I saw it as um, possibly the enemy in disguise. Mm-hmm. Like, under the guise of ministry, I'm going to pull you away from your family with this selfish pursuit of this, you know, sort of quiet dream that I that I had buried deep somewhere in my heart. Um, and so I sort of ignored it, <laughs> and I left it. I called Travis um, just briefly to say, you know, how much does that cost? And just out of curiosity with friends prompting me to do so. Um, And he threw a number out there that scared the daylights out of me. And I just kind of hung up the phone and said, okay. And I sat on it for 10 months. I didn't say a single prayer about it. I just said, that must have been a nice affirmation from the Lord. I'm supposed to be leading worship at my church. I'm supposed to be using music. And I never even gave it another thought. Well, what happened that made you pick up the phone again or flip the switch or start the Kickstarter page or whatever it was that made you take the next step? Okay, so um, very much influences in my life that the Lord brought about as he does in such a beautiful way. Um, I got a hold of Holly Girth's book, Mm. Your for a God-Sized Dream. And lie number one, in her book, (laughs) when she talks about lies that keep us um, from our dreams, is this is selfish. And I kind of went, wow. I mean, it just sat so heavy and at the same time released all of this heaviness. You know, it was such a profound thing. Wow, everybody else feels that way too. 
Um, and, and she just said, if you've yielded to God and you have this nagging desire in you that just won't go away, then most likely it's from him. And if it is, then he has a way that you can live it uh, that isn't about selfishness, but instead it's about service. Mm. And that was my biggest concern was, God, how, how could this possibly be a service when I feel like the priorities you've put in my life are going to get sacrificed? Um, and then, by his grace, he brought me to Genesis to Abraham. Now, I do not claim in any way, shape, or form to be uh, anywhere near the faith of Abraham or to have anywhere near the faith of Abraham, but it was such a wonderful way that the Lord spoke to me because here, you know, he's asking Abraham to sacrifice his son, Isaac. And Abraham doesn't say, "Um, but Lord, don't you remember that that's supposed to be the one where like, the generations that can be numbered greater than the grains of sand, like that's that's the one, right, Lord? And don't you remember how long we waited? And don't you remember what you said? He he didn't do any of that. He didn't remind God of his promises and his priorities. He just obeyed. He said, God is going to provide. If this is what God's asking me to do, he hasn't changed. I'm not going to question him. And he just went. Um, and the Lord did provide. Um, and so that was huge for me because that was like the Lord saying, listen, look at this example that I gave you in my word. I'm calling you to this. And if it is me calling you, then your husband will stay in the number two spot, right? God at the, at the number one spot. He will stay number two. Your children will stay number three. Your family will stay in the top priority. And this can all work to my glory. Mm. And it was just the most crazy, okay, here I go. So I called the producer, called Travis. He gave me numbers. I gawked again, (laughs) which by the way, if I may say these numbers are like pennies compared to what labels pay, you know, even in the Christian sector at this point. Um, But it's just for us and in our, our little meager lifestyle here, it was just a big number. So he suggested Kickstarter um, and I, I just pursued it in like one sort of reluctant questioning baby step at a time. The whole journey has just been, which way now, God? Uh, Okay, that way. All right. And we take a step. And then which way? And we take a step. Um, And he's provided in the craziest ways to help (laughs) reluctant servant me um, just be affirmed that this is the path he wants me to be on. So how did you manage to record? So, so you do the Kickstarter, it gets fully funded and then you're like, okay, so now I go to Texas and I record this album. How did, you know, did your husband come with you? Where were the kids? How did you balance all of that? Because recording an album isn't something you do in a day. No, no. Yeah. It was really, it was another, just another testament to the Lord. Um, We had gotten a call from a relative who said, um, I want to help you guys out. I think this is really cool what you're doing. And I am going to cover your travel for your whole family to and from Texas. Um, so that was the first piece of the puzzle that was just amazing. And then um, we went to Texas for three weeks. We were uh, in Cedar Hill, Texas, where the studio is located. Um, how far is that from you, by the way? I don't know exactly. Is that near Dallas? Yeah, it's about 20 minutes. Yeah, so it's about an hour and a half. Okay, cool. Anyways, just so cool. (laughs) Um, So we go down, and I go from being full-time stay-at-home mom to being kind of full-time employed. Um, And Jason, my husband, ends up going from that, you know, full-time employment to becoming stay-at-home dad for three solid weeks. Wow. And it was amazing. Um, If I can tell you um, just the presence of the Holy Spirit the whole time was so beautiful and thick and so reassuring every step of the way, every time I had a guilt thing about my kids being away from me all day again. Um, they, we'd have breakfast together every morning and then Travis would come and you know they might hang out for a couple more minutes and every day for three weeks, they never left me crying. Mm. My husband... Uh, coupled with the empowerment of the Holy Spirit, was so conscientious. I think my children experienced everything they could possibly experience, like every (laughs) museum, aquariums, 
parks, playgrounds, you name it, they were there. Um, but in addition, they would come home and he was just so wonderful about keeping it fun. And it's like here they were seeing me about maybe a quarter of the time they had seen me for their whole lives. And it was always like, bye, mom. See you later. Hug and a kiss. And we'll see you at lunch when we bring you guys something. And we'll see you maybe at dinner and maybe at bedtime. You know, it was kind of variable throughout the three weeks with a few days off here and there. Um, and that's kind of how it went. You know, there was one day when they were a little bit um, extra emotional. And, uh, and Travis was there and he had a couple things to do. And I said, um, I said, you know what, if it's okay with you, I know you're here, but can we start maybe in like 20 minutes, half hour and let me just hang with my kids a little bit to let them, let them just feel a little more comfortable leaving me. And he was awesome. And he said, sure, no problem. So we hung out and it was just super quality and lo and behold, 30 minutes later, okay, mom, we'll see ya. And it was just beautiful. And, you know, it was just having that flexibility. We stayed at the studio. It was a destination studio. So it had a kitchen and bedrooms, big giant house. And part of the house looks like gorgeous house. And part of the house, you walk into different bedrooms and they're actually the guitar room with like 20 guitars and the amp room with every different kind of vintage, modern, you know, crazy amps that you could possibly think of to get all the different sounds the eating area that's supposed to be off the kitchen is actually all different pianos and keyboards. Actually, my dad's first electric keyboard, they have it. Oh, wow. <laughs> you know, along with like really bright sounding upright pianos that sound like you're in a saloon from way back, you know. So were you like, okay, kids, you cannot touch anything. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? We have, we have equipment in our house, too. Okay. So my kids are fairly good. <laughs> about either being gentle or not touching. So it was highly supervised, but I'm I'm not going to lie. They definitely played the drum kits a few times. <laughs> <laughs> That's about it. They weren't really interested in the pianos. We have pianos at our house, but um, but the drum set was pretty exciting for them. Nobody can really <laughs> resist the drums. If there's a drum set, everybody wants to play it. Yeah, especially when it's in the middle of the living room, you know? Yes, yes. <laughs> so it was good. It was really good. So the song God Day, which has been on repeat in my, like, I wake up in the morning and I open my version Bible on my iPad. I get out my notebook to write down whatever book of the Bible I'm writing, and I turn on that song. It is on repeat in our house every day. My nine-year-old in particular just walks around singing it all the time. Oh, tell, tell me about how that song came about. When did you write that, and how did it come about? Um, so that was, um, let's see. It was just a morning during the Hello Mornings Challenge, which would have been um, probably right around the Kickstarter time. So it was probably January, February. Um, and I just really started journaling, which I just love it when those things turn into songs because it's just such pure heart before the Lord. And then he decides he's going to use it in his grace. Um, and so that's really what it was. It's literally, it's, it's early in the morning. The house is quiet. I set aside this time for you. It was just sort of, um, talking to the Lord, preparing my own heart. Um, and then out of it materialized a song and, you know, it kind of goes throughout the day sometimes. So on this particular occasion, it started with a couple of melodies and I thought, ooh, this has some potential. So I sung it into my voice memos on my phone. And then I went to take a shower a few hours later. And I brought my phone because I have a life proof case because my son <laughs> dropped my phone in my dog's water one time. So I have a life proof case that's waterproof and it comes in the shower with me. And while I'm in the shower, I'm just continuing to like snap my fingers and record some of the melodies. And by the end of the day, my husband came home and I'm like, babe. I think I got a new song. <laughs> and that was its journey, really. <laughs> well, I, it's so, I mean, it's really fun to listen to. It's a great morning song because it, it wakes you up. Um, and, but I just let it really communicates the heart of anybody wanting to spend that time in the morning with the Lord. And uh, it's been a great anthem for me. And so if you're listening, I highly encourage grabbing it. Uh, you can get it on iTunes and just do a search for Jen Stanbro. And I'll, of course, include the links in the show notes as well. So I'm sure there are a lot of moms listening 
who have um, maybe dreams they've put on hold in the back of their mind, maybe dreams that they could move on, but they don't want to, they're hesitant like you, um, or maybe dreams that they just never even thought could be a possibility or could be balanced. Because usually when you think of recording an album, you don't think about that balancing well with motherhood unless you're like Natalie Grant and have, you know, masses of people helping you. So what would you say to moms who have those dreams and how do they know when to move forward and when to pull back? Wow. Um, I think it's, it's certainly different for everybody, but I do think, um, John 10, four says, uh, he goes before them. That's he, the shepherd, God, the shepherd goes before them and the sheep follow him for they know his voice. And I would say that is the foundation of the whole thing is just learning to hear his voice, um, staying in the word, staying real, real pressed into Jesus. Um, I love that. Carrie Job has said that before. Um, just pressing into Jesus, being in prayer. You know, I, I have been saved for a long time, and I've talked to God for a very long time. Um, but I feel like it's been maybe just in the last five or six or seven years that I have learned what it is to listen. Mm. And that's the big picture right there. It's just hearing from the Lord. That was real with you, actually. Um, I think that was maybe 2004 that that was written. And I had um, I had some time to be alone with the Lord. And I immediately dove into sort of the standard. I don't know if you have kind of the Christianese start to a prayer, but it's for me, it's kind of like, you know, um, Lord, Heavenly Father, thank you so much for this day and all you've done for us. And, and you know, I just ask that. And, and it like he stopped me dead in my tracks, the Holy Spirit did. And literally, I kind of heard almost audibly, but not audibly, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. Like, what are you doing? It's just me and you. There's no pretenses. There's nobody else here. Why are you going through the motions? What's even the point? I see right into your soul. I can see what's in your heart as well as hear what's coming out of your mouth. Just be real with me. Just be here. I'm your dad. I love you. And it was just such a powerful moment. Um, And that is another journal entry that turned into real with you. Um, And from that point, I just started to see him in a different way. And it wasn't just big God loves me, wants to do nice things for me which, you know, it wasn't always, it's not like that's ever what it always was. But I just started to go, whoa, wait a minute. You're not in my world. I'm in your world. Mm. You've got things for me to do here that are not about me. They're about you. And when they're about you, they're about others. Because that's why God put us here so that we could be a light unto the world so that we can reconcile as many souls to him as he would allow us to do so. So I think that is sort of the big picture thing is, you know, you're going about your, your life and you're a mom and you're investing in your children and you've got this, this quiet dream and this desire in your heart, maybe to do something more. Um, there's, I feel like there's two options for that. First of all, before I go into those options, it's from God, which Holly Girth absolutely was just the Holy Spirit spoke right through her to me to say, these desires were put there by the Lord. He intends to fulfill them. Mm-hmm. The question is just when. Mm-hmm. So I feel like when you're in the midst of, um, of being a mom, is he calling you right now or is he asking you to wait? Because either way, that desire is from him. And so pursuing him in quiet time and pursuing his will and seeking his face and joyfully doing all the little mundane things that we have to do as our song of thanks. Thank you for the dirty dishes. It means we had plenty of food tonight. You know, thank you for all this laundry. My kids have plenty of clothes. Thank you for the opportunity, although I get frustrated beyond belief sometimes that my children are doing the thing again that I have already so carefully and exhaustively explained to them why they're not supposed to do. 
<laughs> they're doing it again, but thank you, Lord, because this is my opportunity to rescue that soul. I get to be on your team so that this child, their heart is soft and they're ready to, um, to submit to the authority of God because I've presented them an authority in me and my husband that's good to submit to. And I've given them all the whys behind it. And it's like, you know, I, I tried to, um, and I'm getting off on tangents. I'm so sorry. <laughs> but there was a point. The point is that when we, when we like lovely Ann Voskamp says, when we make it all a song of thanks, we hear him and he becomes clearer and clearer. And like John says, he is the shepherd. And our, as sheep, we learn to know and discern his voice. And I really believe that that's the heart of all of it. You know, well, am I supposed to do it now? Am I supposed to do it later? When does the Lord have it for me? I think he's going to make it really clear. There's going to be urgency. And I believe, too, that he will confirm it in different ways, whether it's through scripture, whether it's through other brothers and sisters who are encouraging you and planting seeds that would encourage you to pursue it right then, um, or through circumstances. Mm -hmm. I mean, when I tell you the amount of people who either contributed financially that I had never even met before or had given their gifts to the tune of a 20-year NBC cameraman, producer, creative director volunteered his services because he believed in the ministry and he produced my Kickstarter video. Um, the photographer who's very successful, a uh, business owner who takes pictures of our children said, I would love to do your album artwork and he donated his services. Um, the, uh, the CEO of airchecks.com, which is, um, they, he floats people's music to radio professionals and DJs around the country and around the world. He said, I honestly can't tell you why I'm doing this right now, but I, I would like to do that for you free of charge. Wow. Um, and those are those moments that they don't always happen. But when they happen, there are these sweet confirmations from the Lord to say, yes, that step of obedience is, is a step in the direction that's on my path. Mm -hmm. That's so good. That's so good. You know, it makes me, we were talking earlier before we started recording about Sally Clarkson. And uh, for those of you listening right now, uh, we're going through the Sally Clarkson book, 10 Gifts of Wisdom. And today we talked about the work segment. And, and in the book, she talks about Luke 16, 10, that says, whoever is faithful in little will be faithful with much. And, you know, regardless of whether this is a season when you're supposed to move on your dreams or whether you're supposed to wait, it's still a season when you can work on mm -hmm. your dreams because, you know, the excellence with which you clean the house is going to help determine the excellence with which you do the mundane parts of living out your dream. And there's a speaker named Eric Thomas, and he speaks to athletes a lot. And he says, um, you'll never be great with when you have your hands on the ball unless you do more work when your hands aren't on the ball. So he's saying that, you know, everybody wants to be in the game. Everybody wants the ball and the crucial play in the game. Mm -hmm. But you'll never be great in those moments until you put in all the effort and all the work when you're just in practice, just running, just working out, just doing whatever. And so as moms, that's what our day-to-day -day lives are. The excellence that, that we have towards the little seemingly mundane things is really just practice mm -hmm. at being excellent at our dreams. And, and, and it all can be so um, symbiotic with one another. You know, we might have these dreams and maybe we want them someday. And so now we can be great moms and practice that right now. And, and if it's a time when we're supposed to move on our dreams, then we can be excellent that in that and excellent as moms too. And so it just want to encourage those of you listening that whatever season that you're in, it doesn't mean that on hold doesn't mean that you can't do anything. Cool. Um, it just means that it's practice time and maybe not game time. Cool. Um, so Holly Girth obviously had a, a big impact on you moving forward. Um, what, when you approached the idea to your husband, what was his response? Um, he was wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I had something, you know, more profound to be like, well, you know, it was a real struggle, but the Lord turned him around and had something very <laughs> inspirational. But I have to tell you, honestly, the Lord right from the word go had my husband just right on the same page. You know, this, the spirit is, is a unifier. 
Um, and we were very unified. Um, and he just was super supportive, um, you know, to the point where he was even just joking right off the very beginning, you know, well, maybe I could be your manager and then we can, you know, he was just all about it. So I could just talk at length and, and just brag on him about that. He was a huge, huge blessing to me with all of my many reservations. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I think that's a great in- indicator for all of us as well, that if our, you know, God uses our husbands as well to to speak into what he's called us to do. And I think that can be a great indicator to each of us, you know, if, we think that we should move forward, but our husbands are, you know, against it, then that's something that we really need to to pray through. And that can just be just an extra, uh, I guess, safety measure of not just running forward because we're excited about something. But I, whenever I move forward with something, I always want to run it by my husband and, and he has, he's much more calm than I am. So it's been a huge blessing. And, and then likewise, if I know that he is for something, I'm like, yes, then I know that I, I really feel a security in moving forward with it. Yeah, it actually, I love, there's two spots in Proverbs um, that say, uh, that talk about wise guidance and, and counsel. Um, Proverbs 2018, I just pulled it up on my phone, um, <laughs> so I don't sound like I just have all this memorized, but I'm not, I'm, I'm working on it, I'm working on it. Um, but Proverbs 2018 says, um, plans are established by counsel, by wise guidance, wage war. And then Proverbs 24 says, for by wise guidance, you can wage your war and an abundance of counselors, there's victory. Hmm. And I always find those two so fascinating because it's talking about taking advice. It's talking about seeking wisdom from other people, but then it both verses conclude with waging war. And I just think that's super powerful when you think about who our enemy is and how he wants us to fail. And when we do move forward in things, sort of ignoring the advice from people that are walking with the Lord and we can trust, um, I definitely think that there's there's a, an issue there. And there's, you know, when you're waging war and victory and, and all that good stuff, that's that's in God's terms now. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. you know, if I'm pursuing this dream, I'm going to have an impact for Jesus. And by definition, I'm, I'm waging war. Mm-hmm. You know? so I love that. Yeah. So as we wrap up here, I want to know some of your favorite music. Who are you listening to right now? Oh, no. I didn't know that one was coming. <laughs> I know. I'm just throwing it on you because I'm insatiably curious about what other people listen to. And you have to be honest. I'm going to forget people. I just know it. All right. Let's see. Right now, um, someone that we were just introduced to who I absolutely love is Warren Barfield. Oh, mm-hmm. I think he's awesome. Um, my husband and I have a Pandora station right now going that literally every couple of minutes we'll, we'll poke our heads over to the TV and go, now who's that? Because that's a really cool song. And inevitably, one of the ones that we think is cool is Warren Barfield. Um, great lyrics, great message, and just really cool. Um, I love New World Sun. I'm a big fan of them. Um, let's see. Obviously, Shane and Shane. They've had a profound, beautiful uh, ministry in my husband and my world. Um, I love Christy Knuckles. Mm, me too. She could oh. sing HTML code and I would buy the album. <laughs> Absolutely. Me too. <laughs> um, I love her. I love the big names, I have to say, like, you know, Hillsong and um, actually SCU Worship, Southeastern University Worship. There's a song called Always. I don't know the singer's name, but she's ridiculous. I love her voice. I love the way she leads worship. Um, who else? I feel like, see, we're gonna. My husband's gonna listen to this podcast and be like, "You didn't say this one." <laughs> um, love Stephen Curtis Chapman. Um, we just discovered Jason Gray recently, mm. and his—he's another one. Just his message. We saw him in concert just this past week, um, and his message is crazy. He's so eloquent. He's so used of the spirit. Um, and he just has this fantastic, um, approachable, accessible demeanor about him that he's extremely endearing. And I'm just so excited to see how God uses him and that we get to benefit from his music. Here has been a blessing. Um, so, so none of those, though, sound like you. So <laughs> where do you get your sound? Because you're leaving somebody out or something because none of them sound like you. So 
Hmm. Okay. Who, who influenced your style? Wow. This is, we're going to dip back many, many years. So we're going to be in the secular realm a little bit. Okay. Um, oh, it's okay. Um, I've talked about Taylor Swift on the podcast and I've just opened <laughs> that can of worms. So, you know, <laughs> as edgy and all as she, <laughs> it, yeah. no, I'm just kidding. So yeah. So go for it. Yeah. So I, I do not endorse the lifestyles or opinions of any of the people <laughs> right. I'm naming, um, just in terms of straight up musical style and, and vocal style. Um, uh, big influences. Let's see. Um, Nora Jones, probably right off the bat. Um, I, I have to say, and I don't think she pops up too much in my music right now because my styles have changed, but Alanis Morissette mm. um, vocally was a pretty big influence for a while. Um, Katie Tunstall, I think, has a super cool voice. Um, Toby Lightman, they're not super popular people, I think, in, in the sort of... Um, mainstream pop radio but they were huge influences vocally for me jack johnson Mm. um, was a huge influence especially when it comes to god day um his song was a huge influence um let's see i don't know and again i feel like i'm gonna be absolutely missing some key players but well the nora jones helped round it out for me because i knew i heard a little bit of that in your music so that, yeah. that, that answered that question for me. Um, awesome. Well, for those of you listening, I I am really picky. I mean, I do, I do listen to Taylor Swift, but I actually am very <laughs> picky about music. And, um, and so, but this album is just great. And I love her song, God Day. And she also has a song, my, my other favorite song on the album is a call, song called God Speak. And she's actually going to be giving this away to you guys. Uh, for one week from the air date of this podcast. So you just head over to jenstanbro.com and you can sign up for her email list and she will send you a copy of that song. And I love that song. And especially if you are in the process of trying to figure out if you're supposed to stay or go on your dreams, that is going to be a great song for you to listen to during your times with the Lord. I uh, highly encourage you to do that. So head over to Jen Stanbro, that's J-E-N-S-T-A-N-B-R-O.com, and grab a copy of that song. Uh, Jen, thank you so much for joining us. Um, you, you yeah, Actually, um, you wanted to mention one more thing. Okay, yeah. So um, there are some resources. It is a growing um, piece of the puzzle for me. Um, I am a huge advocate of child sponsorship, adoption, um, the fight against child trafficking, uh, human trafficking in general, really. And so um, that is a place where the Lord has burdened my heart. And I feel that the Lord is going to be using this ministry to pour into some of the organizations that are really working hard in these areas. So there's a tab on my website called My Heart. And um, at this point, it is literally just a list of uh, these wonderful organizations. Each one is a picture and a link. Um, And I really encourage anybody who feels uh, compelled but doesn't know what to do or where to go. um, These are great places. These are people who are doing beautiful things in the name of Jesus most of the time here. And... um, and I just encourage you to, to just sort of start there and go from there and see where the Lord leads you to help. Awesome. Well, Jen, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for sharing your music with us. And um, we will be, I'll be hearing you tomorrow morning when I wake up. So cool. Awesome. Thank awesome. you so much. It's been my pleasure and my blessing. Thanks, Jen. Mm-hmm. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Well, that's all that we have for today's episode of the Inspired to Action podcast. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to listen. I know that there are a million things that you could be doing right now, and I hope that this episode has encouraged you. You know, if you have any questions or suggestions for me, just head over to inspiredtoaction.com and click the contact button to send me an email. I would love to hear from you, and I would love to do whatever I can to get the resources that you need to keep growing as a mom. And if you enjoyed this podcast, it would be awesome if you would take a minute to rate it on iTunes. That's going to help more moms to find it and get the encouragement that they need. And as always, you can check out all the show notes for this session at inspiredtoaction.com. And you can also download any of our free ebooks or our free prayer calendars for moms at the blog. Just go to inspiredtoaction.com and click on the resources link. And my name is Kat Lee, and I wish you an incredible day with your family. And remember, you're a mom. You're kind of a big deal. 
Now go be awesome. It's early in the morning, the house is quiet. But I've set aside this time for you. I bow before the throne of a noble king And in this place my heart begins to sing It's gonna be a good day A good day filled with His grace His grace and sweet new mercies May my thoughts obey Jesus to walk in Way. 